Alabama takes on Tennessee. That's Saturday in Tuscaloosa at the place that we know as Bryant-Denny Stadium. Third Saturday in October, showdown. We're going to talk about it here. It's time for Elephant in the Room, part of Roll Tide Pods. We're disrupting the media. He's Jake Coker. I'm Mick Gillespie. What do you say, man? Hey, Thursday afternoon, ready for Saturday already. Yeah. Third Saturday in October. Got to love it. Yeah, it feels like a, a real rivalry game this year. Uh, after 15 straight wins by Alabama was snapped last year. Yeah, finally got a revenge game in the on Tennessee week. You know, uh, I watched them play A uh, and M, and and I tell you what, man, it's kind of like it's that same. I know we've talked about it before. The the there's a lot of really talented teams in the SEC. It just seems like there's a handful of them that can't figure it out Mm -hmm. and tennessee seems to be one of those teams a lot of talent a lot of speed a lot of physicality but they don't hit the big plays they need to they have penalties when you know on big plays and they just they just seem to fall right in the middle of the pack this year yeah well they're they've only lost once they're five and one bama six and one uh this is a really big game for alabama you win this one then you have the off week and then all of a sudden you're in the stretch run and you still have everything that you want to achieve ahead of you, right? But yeah. for Tennessee, if they win, all of a sudden they're kind of in that spot too. They'd yeah, be- and when I say that, I mean, Tennessee, ever since last year, <clears throat> you know, the hype was through the roof for them. Yeah. Joe Milton, I know uh, he's probably got the strongest arm in the SEC. There was Everybody's picking them to possibly, you know, compete against Georgia. And uh, – you know, I, I kind of see them right below Alabama. They just, again, they don't have that championship mentality yet, or at least that that confidence that they can actually push through and become one of those elite teams. And that, and look, that's that's a tough thing to do. You know, when I can remember when Alabama in two thousand eight, the you know Saban's first really good team. Uh, they got all the way to the SEC championship game and then lost to Florida. I was I was literally, I was about to say it seemed like we finally realized we had a chance when we beat Florida in 09. Right. You know. And 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 Mike Johnson has told me on numerous occasions that they set their goals too low. They said we want to get to Atlanta. He said the next year they were like we want to win. You know, and he was like if we just would have had that as our as our mentality in 08 they they could have won, and honestly, as that Tim Tebow led Florida national championship team was great, but so was Alabama. And then when I watched Florida play in the national championship game, I realized the real national championship game was in Atlanta. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it was two very similar teams. It was just you know, again, people discount the the leadership and the intangibles that make a team an elite team an elite team because. There's a lot of teams out there that are pretty similar and as far as talent goes, right. but it's so highly discounted the intangibles of each team and the leadership that makes them championship worthy, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, every great team I've been on, you had you didn't even really need the coaches to to be the leaders of the team. I mean, they did, and they had that message, and they set the tone. But when the team's the enforcer, that's when you separate, you know, the middle of the pack teams versus the teams that are going to be in the playoff every year. Yeah. And, and to get over that, 
you know, that hump, I mean, it, it really took, um, you know, kind of the, the leadership and Nick Saban, the process and everything else. I'd like seeing John Parker Wilson have one more year. I hate yeah. he hadn't won one. I know. I hate that he didn't win one. He was kind of the, uh, I don't know. He, he, you know, the face of Alabama for a long time, and and uh, unfortunately graduated right before he was able to pull one out. I think his teammates felt the same way too. I, I I've had this conversation before. I don't know on the air, maybe, but definitely off or on the air. You know, those guys oh, loved sure. him, man. I'm I mean, sure. He, he was tough as hell. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. take shots, get back up, make accurate throws. Yeah, uh, yeah. That year we beat what, or he beat Clemson in that. I guess that was 08, wasn't it? We beat Clemson in the Chick Fil A kickoff. Oh, in Atlanta. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah, I was there. The first pass like was to Julio. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And I just and everybody was like, "Oh my god, like, this guy's here!" Alabama's back. <laughs> <laughs> they were. I, I went to so many of those Chick Fil A games. Uh, I I was put the other day. You were here. I was. I pulled out my uh, lunchbox full of tickets. Was that, did I impress you with that? It was a lot of tickets. I mean, wasn't yeah, it? you've been to a lot of games. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a stack like this. Those were those were so much fun. I don't know how many times I went to Atlanta and had. A, Pretty much besides that Florida game, I had a great time there. I've seen a lot of winning, including oh, yeah. that first game. You know, oh, like, yeah. here's a pass to we're going to throw this thing out to Julio, our true freshman, and then he's going to stiff arm someone. <laughs> you know, he's back. He just signed with the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Him and Jalen, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Be good. I mean, you know, it's middle of the season signing. Who knows what's going to happen, but that guy's. Oh, man, he is a freak. He is. He is a freak. Love him. He's a, he's got a car dealership in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I'm sure he sells a lot of cars. Yeah, Julio Jones. <laughs> I think it's Julio Jones Kia. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, we need a Jake Coker Kia. Yeah. Down here. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? Maybe we maybe we get to <laughs> we can get get some Chevrolets in there. <laughs> yes, Chevy. Is that your car? Is that what you like? Uh, big uh, Chevys or Fords. Uh, kind of bounce back and forth. Yeah. American car guy. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I had a Ford Bronco in college. Uh, b- big tires. The back came off. It was a 1990 Ford Bronco that I fixed up. Man, I uh-huh. love that. I still regret that I sold that thing. I, I bet you that that truck. I sold it for a thousand dollars because oh I, because I, because I I know because I'd gotten married and I had to have something to get me to work and. It wasn't, and there was like something wrong with it, which turned out to be like something, a really easy fix. And uh, I bet that truck, I got it repainted in Tuscaloosa at the Ford place, forest green, and um, a new, I put a new engine in it at one point. I bet it was. It's at least worth fifteen thousand now, maybe even more, maybe oh, closer I bet to it's twenty. More than that, there's somebody right around here who refinishes Ford Broncos and sells them for God knows how much. Really? Oh yeah, look yeah, that man, up. Great vehicle. I, I mean, it's still. I still miss that 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 truck. Oh, I'm sure you do. That's yeah. a classic. It was amazing. Yeah, the top would come off. You could take the top off, and then you would just drive around. But the whole interior of it was like this rubber stuff, and so if it rained. You just open the doors up and all the water will come is out. That, <laughs> is that how you started fitting in in Tuscaloosa? You took the top yeah, off? Yeah. Maryland guy, yeah, you yeah. had to fit in I somehow. Did. I did. I did. Put that S the K's that were back there. Slide right in and, and make friends with everybody. Now, it was, you know what, that, that truck was actually, um, 
it was a work truck, whatever those uh, those yellow work trucks that they have, you know, in the coal mines. I bought it from a guy for five thousand dollars, and then I just fixed it up. You know, like the, all my extra money would go into that truck. Yeah. So th- those were cool. Now they like the you can't. Are they still on back order? The new Ford Broncos? I don't know, but the new ones aren't. aren't they're not yet. as cool as the one I. No, had. they're not. It's it's kind of like a Jeep. Yeah. I had to, you'd have to lock the hubs on this, which was pretty cool too. <laughs> you go four wheeling, but I'll tell you what, man, four wheel drive and that thing was legit. You go anywhere, yeah. And like the tires were really expensive, but they had like this super big tread on them, you know. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, yeah, it was back when Tennessee used to beat Alabama, by the way. Um, and and what people don't remember, I guess, is that w- we used to have a tough time with these guys. You know, at one point. Well, I know my my dad and my father-in-law, they always talk about the days of, uh, I want to say, Tennessee beat us for almost 10 years in a row. They right? did, yeah. That's I when mean, I was in school. I mean, it was, it was bad. I remember, I remember in 05, it was like the first time when uh, – Tyler Watts? Yeah. No. No, no, no. That was Brody Kroll and Christian, Jamie Christensen hit that field goal. Oh, for, yeah. Uh, yeah. Win 6-3. That, that one was – I was at that game. And Roman Harper hit him and made yeah, a fumble yeah. out of the end zone. I'm and, glad you brought that up. That's the loudest I've ever heard Bryant Denny. People ask me that. It, there was construction going on, and it wasn't, it wasn't as big as it is now. But I was sitting uh, in, in the upper level some friends and people hated Philip Fulmer because he had turned Alabama in, you know, and all that stuff was going on. Alabama went on probation. Roman Harper had that. He hit a guy, I forget his first name. Anderson was his last name though. He's a fullback and he's like holding the ball like this. Harper hits him right on the ball. It goes out of the end zone. Alabama gets it. They throw a deep pass. I want to say it was Keith Brown. Or was it DJ Hall? One of those two guys caught it. And then, they and then you know money hit the field goal to win it and the place was going nuts the but what i remember is not only was it loud and it was a 6-3 final yeah which was amazing so i went to the old um uh houndstooth you remember uh-huh. no, it's the same spot but it was the old building yeah. you know in there and 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 everybody from the game had like congregated in that little front area right and there was mm-hmm. construction on the strip too and the buses for Tennessee got stuck. You know, they had to wait. Driving to the airport. For, uh, yeah, man. Right in front of, of where I was. possible. Yeah. <laughs> so I look, and right on the bus that's in front of us is Philip Fulmer. <laughs> and he has hands folded like this. And he looks over. And just as he looks over, everybody runs to the front railing. And they're just screaming stuff at him. Well, there was this one guy that had a this blow up. It, he had like a figure blown up on a stick, right? And the figure was a guy, a, a very large, overweight guy sitting on a toilet. And they had put <laughs> Philip Palmer's head on this. So it's like a six-foot stick. Uh-huh. With a guy, you know, with a, and that guy runs over, and everybody's <laughs> pointing to that and pointing to Phil Fulmer, and and it's going crazy. And you then, know how many of his friends were like, "Dude, don't do this! Yeah. Don't do this!" No, I and think everybody was drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about when he was making that. Sign. Oh yeah, I'm sure. How many people were like, "You're you're better than this," and then after that happens, he's like, "You see?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he might have been the, the pride of Gordo or something. But it, <laughs> his friends look like they probably liked it. <laughs> so, so I see him run over, and I and they can't get away. Like there's just nowhere to go. And like I'm watching like Falmer look over, and he can't. You can't help but see this. And then like. You know, and it, when sometimes like it's funny, but then it gets awkward. <laughs> now we've now we've crossed. So there's yeah, the line, <laughs> right? So then that happened, but then it got really funny again. <laughs> they finally, then they finally left. But I'm, I'll never, I'll never forget that. It was really one of the uh, the best Alabama Tennessee games that I've ever been around. I've been to a ton of these. Oh yeah, loudest I've heard it was uh, or Bryant Denny was when we played them in 2015 and Ryan Anderson sacked Josh Dobbs because yeah, we had just, we just come back and scored with, you know, a minute left. Yeah. And, uh, we were up 19 to 14 and they had a, they had the ball in 25, about a minute left. And, uh, Josh Allen, Jonathan Allen sacked him first down, had an incomplete pass second down. And then Ryan comes off the edge, sacks him, and uh, a Sean Robinson picks it up, runs to the goal line, and uh, I mean that place was shaking. Yeah, it was it awesome. Was the again, the loudest I've ever heard. Yeah, that one was. I was there for that one too in the upper deck. That was great. I forgot that that it was Ryan that made one of those tackles. I it, they this defense over the years. I mean, you've seen it twice this season with Dallas Turner. Yeah. When when they need to make a play, they make a play. Well, that's that's kind of what I'm alluding to is that, you know, championship teams make plays when they have to. They understand the importance of the situation, the focus that it takes to finalize, finish a game. And and it seems like we're there. I mean, we play Arkansas. Arkansas's, you know, obviously we're supposed to beat Arkansas. Line's yeah. 19. We beat them by, what was it, four? Uh, you know, Jalen Milrow makes that, that throw over the middle, unbelievable throw over the linebacker, you know, as he's getting hit, uh, you know, Dallas Turner, like you said, making plays when he needs to make plays. And that's the separation between the, you know, the good teams and the ones that actually have a chance at winning. And Tennessee, I mean, look, I, I think Tennessee has all the potential in the world, but yeah. it just seems like, especially when you walk, watch them on offense, it seems like they're, they're really talented with no leadership and, and, I think that the quarterback there, Joe Milton, I mean, he can, he has the ability to make all the throws. But, man, you tell me if I'm wrong. When you see him sit back in the pocket, if you're pulling for the opposing team, you're kind of comfortable. You know, you, it's not like watching Bryce Young where, man, he's going to find a guy. He's going to find a right. guy. It's like this is high probability that this is going to be an inaccurate throw, overthrown. You mm -hmm. know, he's going to take a sack or make mistake yeah no i'm i, I hear you but I, it's honestly like when i look at both of these teams there's a lot of similarities not exactly the same but you know i feel like with milro he holds the ball too long and some of the sacks are his fault like you just got to get rid of it you got to you got to know where to throw it and you got to get rid of it. and some of them are the offensive line some of the center you know yeah. like bad snaps tennessee's but, offensive line looks pretty pretty strong yeah so know? does their defensive line I mean, yeah. they're, they're good on both lines um, at least they have been. I mean, who knows if that changes this week? But, but then when when Milro 
like when just when you don't think Milrow's going to do something, he makes like this incredible deep throw, <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when it matters most, when, you know, you got to have the play, it's made. And every time the ball goes up in the air, when it, you know it's past 40 yards, you're like, all right, this is probably going to be a touchdown or a big play. Yeah. Or, I mean, the, the odds are, are with us that, that it's going to be a positive play for the yeah. offense. When I watch Tennessee, the ball goes in the air, I'm like, all right, it'll be third down now. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. Yeah, it feels like that. Um. My name, my my name's Mick, but my real name's Michael. There were like a hundred Michaels when I was growing up. Uh-huh. When did Jalen become such a popular name? I'm looking at like Tennessee's running backs, Jalen Wright. Like there's like ten Jalens on every team. Like I know that feeling. <laughs> Do you notice that too? Like was that was that when you were playing a lot? Like I just didn't have any Jalens growing up, and now I look everywhere, and they're like they're like Michaels. Like it's got to be one of the most popular names. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't remember too many Jalen's. Uh, Jalen Wright's the Tennessee running back. Jalen Miller. Jalen Ramsey. I played with him at Florida State. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, good too. But outside of that, I hadn't played with too many Jalen's. But yeah, as soon as Jalen Hurts came around, it was like they're all there. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, like he used to be like you call him Roll, and they say your name, and like fifteen people turn around. You know, <laughs> it's weird how names go like that too. Like so you know, uh, cyclical, you know, it's like, oh, you know, everybody just likes this name. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah. you know, we made, named our first daughter Palmer and we we're like, that's unique. Nobody's going to, and she's got like two Palmers in her class. Really? It's like, what the, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great name. Jim Palmer. Great pitcher. Hall of Famer. Do you know, you know who I'm talking about? P- played for Baltimore. He, he was, uh, he's the only player to win a world series, to win a game in a world series in three decades. 66 did it in the 70s and then in 83 so he played for at least Ever. 15 years forever yeah he's yeah. on he's on the orioles uh tv broadcast but i and i know him you know i've met him before great guy too but um one of the all-time greats so pretty cool name yeah that ain't bad. no no i mean <laughs> we, we were we were gonna name our son brooks after brooks robinson my dad's favorite player and he was a guy that played on all those same teams with uh jim yeah. palmer yeah what what made you go jake uh, cause when, when, one of my friends in college, um, was in, uh, Iraq and he didn't come home and I was like, but, uh, but it's a great name. I mean, I, it, his, his name is really Jackner after Thomas Walter Jackner, who is, we called him Jake. But when I was in school, he owned a cheesesteak restaurant. I probably talked about this and they named one of the cheesesteaks, the Gillespie it was the, it, <laughs> It was the it was that building that's like where the strip is and that only gas station on the strip, like right across the street. It looks like an old house kind of. It's uh-huh. like a, it's like a ticket solutions place now. It was Fat Phillies. So I, I you know, nine eleven happened and you know he joined the military, and so that's why. So that's why we don't have a Brooks and Brooks Robinson just passed away a couple of weeks ago. Uh, those like Jim Palmer, Brooks Robinson, they were like some of the legends of baseball. Yeah, yeah. back in the day. Um, but a lot of those guys, I think, I think where football has changed now is like a lot of guys play baseball. I think everybody plays football now. Like, I feel like your best athletes yeah. like football. Baseball's, I feel like lost its popularity a lot in, in the youth or the younger ages, you yeah. know, football so flashy now it's everywhere. NFL's gotten huge. Yeah. You know, you just don't see, well, in the South, I feel like football, football and baseball are always it around here, yeah. you know, basketball. It's here and there, but 
Well, think about this. We're down here in LA, lower Alabama, uh, the Mobile area. And for the size of the area, five of the greatest baseball players ever came. Oh, from yeah. Here. Satchel Page, Hank Aaron, Billy Williams, who I'm friends with, uh, uh, Stretch, uh, Willie McCovey. I met Willie before he passed away. And then Willie Mays, I've met him too. Like, oh, yeah. Th- those are five of the best in them. And then Billy tells me that there's a lot of other guys that weren't Hall of Famers that were great from down uh, here. Well, I think they all play football I used now. To, I used to get in an argument with EJ Manuel. So, uh, Damian Craig was my quarterbacks coach at Florida State, oh, yeah. and and recruited me, you know, from Mobile where he's from, uh, you know, to Florida State, and so I had some backup in Damian, but EJ would talk so much shit about <laughs> Mobile because yeah. you know I mean him and I, you know, Damian and myself are from here. And so finally, we were like, you know what, you, you, MF, or, we're going to Google this shit, and you're going to right, gonna right, right, out. right. It was like per capita, the athletes that came it's from crazy. Mobile was was, it's was off the way. Charts. He's from Virginia Beach, yeah. And it was like not even close. Yeah, you got like, Percy Harvin. We got like a hundred guys. NFL, MLB, yeah. you know, NBA. It was. It's just crazy the amount of talent that's concentrated in this area. Yeah. And so, yeah, we pull it up and it's shot. <laughs> you, do you remember when Nick Saban took over? You were probably young, but one of the first things he did was when he was at LSU, he used to recruit the hell out of down here. Mm-hmm. And then when he came to Alabama, I, I don't think we really were recruiting down here. We weren't winning a lot of the battles. Florida State would get guys. Yeah. LSU would get guys. Auburn would get guys. He came in and, like, immediately. Like, well, I had heard Julio was like he was not going to let him – leave the state of alabama like no. he was coming to alabama you yeah know, no matter what it took and oh yeah and julio was like you remember he was like the he laid the foundation for alabama football for everything man you know when he came to alabama when he committed and signed it was like all right coach saban that's this is the real deal yeah you know mm-hmm. yeah but that was I, I felt like that was his main getting julio was just you know it set the standard for the rest of his career at alabama uh, I still think Julio of all the great receivers and all the legends, he's still the best. I've told you this, and I'm uh, not taking any. That's not a shot at anybody. <laughs> I mean, I think I think every Alabama receiver would be fine with being compared to Julio <laughs> yeah. or being right underneath him. I mean, of course, he played in a different era of of football. I mean, it was it was all pro style offenses back then. I mean, yeah. when I got to Tuscaloosa. You know, we were kind of the first ones to to be running the RPOs and and spreading it out with all the motions and everything, you know, getting all kinds of players involved. Uh, God, he played back in that day. Oh, he, I mean, it was amazing watching him. I mean, the the LSU game, they their corner left for one play. They throw the ball to him. He stiff arms a guy, runs down the sideline, and the game's over. I mean, it was oh, it was yeah. it, it was so fast and so powerful, and it was so awesome. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, no. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. That no. was one of the best. No, I, I, that's that's one. Of, that was kind of that. You know, I guess that was '09. So yeah, that was when that set the tone for for the the night Steve yeah. beginning. It Everybody did. remembers that play. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Um, so Jalen Wright, who's the Tennessee running back, 19 carries, 120, uh, 136 yards, and. um he, I think he's honestly. I mean, if I'm being honest, I, he's the best running back on either team. I mean, he's really good. 
And that's kind of a, you know, that's, that's the strong point for them is can you, that, and that was against Texas A&M last week. Alabama couldn't run the ball on Texas A&M. Now I think inside the red zone, Tennessee struggles, but Alabama's got their work cut out for them. Jabari Small is a really good running back too. And, and they have like a three running back sit, uh, you know, rotation, uh, Dylan Sampson's the other guy, but the guy that's their workhorse is, is Jalen Wright, you know, and, and I, I was talking to Chris Lowe today about this game and it's kind of going over it with him. And, and he's been totally impressed with Wright. For me though, when I look at Alabama's defense, since Nick Saban's gotten there, it, it, it very rare does Alabama get beat by run. Very oh, rare. yeah. I Very mean, rare. When we used to play teams, <clears throat> I mean, it, we played LSU in, in 2015. I mean, uh, you know, it, you knew if a team had to run the ball to win the game, then we were going to win. I mean, yeah. that was just bottom line. Uh, I mean, that front seven, not even yeah, how many D1, or I mean, uh, first round DBs that we had, you know, I mean, that's a, yeah, right. we're set back there. But when you, when you knew they were running again, we still didn't even need to bring more guys in the box. It was like, nah, we'll, uh, we'll match up with you up front and there's not shit you're going to do about it. Do, you, do you think it's fair to say that this secondary, I, I've said it a few times. I think that the secondary is the best or one of the best that Alabama's had. With Coolio, uh, Coolio, <laughs> Kool Aid. Uh, I've got him and, and Julio combined now. Think about that guy. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a hell of a player. Um, and uh, and and Malachi Moore. And I mean, you go through there. Uh, just, I really like these guys. But there's been so many good ones that you're you're constantly only comparing against yourself. But yeah, there's not going to want to try to throw the ball on this Alabama secondary with Milton and you know and kind of the way that they, well, he, they, again, they turn it over and again I mean you know when when Joe Milton has to throw in tight windows uh he seems to struggle you know and, and even with his arm again when the ball when he throws it deep I know he's got the he's got one of the best arms I've ever seen right but cannon it just doesn't seem to be on target you know and, and he doesn't put it in a place for for his receivers to make plays. And, uh, again, it's going to be one of those games where if he plays out of his mind, and, and I know we've talked about this against, you know, about Mississippi State and other teams, but and it, and it does usually come down to quarterback play. But this one in particular, uh, I don't think they're consistent enough on offense to beat us. I don't think that, that Joe Milton is good enough to beat us. And, Again, he's got the ability to be that good, but he just hasn't shown it over the course of the season or the last couple of years. Now, 11 of 22 for 100 yards at home against Texas A&M last week. Touchdown interception. I, I, that's why Vegas and has Florida. I mean, Florida. Yeah, it was terrible you know, I mean, it was, Florida, right? Geez, man, that was. Uh, that I just had again. They, they've got such a solid team around them that if he plays well, it could cause a lot of problems. But just from what I've seen, I, I don't know if he's. Uh, capable of beating a team like Alabama because that's what it's going to take. Right. Yeah. Trying to look up this, uh, the stats. I know he was banged up there for a little bit, but you know, you play hurt constantly in football. Yeah. I mean, it's especially now week, what is it? Week eight. Yeah. I mean, uh, 
everybody on both sides of the ball banged up a little bit. He had uh, 287 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception in that loss. Uh, um, he was 20 of 34. So, you know, he's not – not he's like 50-50. Yeah. I mean, well, again, if you watched the A&M game last week, uh, a lot of balls that – not just balls he missed, but but when he was you, you know rolling out or had had time to throw it, it just didn't seem like that decision was being made in a confident manner. You know, I mean, yeah. he's even when he throws the ball, it's kind of like oh 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 oh. You know, he, yeah. you're, you're nervous about where it's going to end up, and and uh, again, all the talent in the world, but you know, you see guys five stars that go right, you know, all over the country that don't work out, and and I'm. He he's a he's a good quarterback. He's just not an elite quarterback, and that's what it's going to take to beat Alabama. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm with you. So if Alabama wins, um, we do the show Monday. Can we smoke our victory cigars Monday? Uh-huh. I mean, would, yeah. you, would you be all right with That's that? Call R and R. Yeah, I'll get us. I'll I'll make sure R and R sends us some. They uh, on my show, they're like, hey, uh, Bama tailgate, twenty percent off, free shipping. I'm like, all right, yeah, I would take that deal. <laughs> 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 I bet they're out of like the the uh oh and they sent me this too. I'm gonna put this up on the screen. It's you. You remember this picture? Oh, you can't see it. Well, I guess I I wish I could show it to you, but um you'd have to come over here. But anyway, it's you. All right, I gotta come see. You're it. gonna have to come, yeah. Just <laughs> just jump over here. Forgot you don't have a monitor. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> 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 oh man oh, there yeah. we go there we go look at you dylan is that you lee. with the long hair there? Hey, uh, dylan lee richard mulaney parker barino me and ryan kelly yeah that's, a, that's oh a ryan coach. kelly man i that's love that guy. right there i don't know him in person but i i love the way he played the game man ryan yeah. kelly was one of my favorites oh uh, shoot you know he said he was going to do something he did it you know i mean if it was his assignment, you'd have to worry about it. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. So, yeah, that was you guys when you were picking up your victory cigars. And I think we picked up those up Wednesday before the game. Yeah. And, pretty uh, confident. Yeah. 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 We had a good feeling about it. You know, it used which to I be- didn't know that's how it went until that week, you know, and yeah. uh, didn't didn't realize I, I figured that was a, a, a school sponsored expense but uh <laughs> turns out no the players the players gotta get them <laughs> yeah yeah and you know you back then you had to buy them like now i because of nil you don't have to buy them anymore <laughs> yeah, that would have been right. nice yeah no kidding like oh sorry what? man these are 120 dollars a box <laughs> <laughs> like what <laughs> that's right that's right you can't you can't you can't you can't use like Swisher sweets for your victory cigar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could, you know, are those, that's what, uh, that's those what we smoke when we beat Did you ever smoke those backwoods cigars? <laughs> they like, they sell them at all the gas stations. They're actually pretty sweet. <laughs> A lot of people, and I'm not saying it was me, but they would get those. And then in college, they would, you know, they'd open them up and then they would change the, Tobacco inside Awfully there. detailed story to uh, <laughs> say it's not you. <laughs> Change the tobacco. <laughs> it would be like different stuff. 
it was green and then... <laughs> <laughs> cherry flavored uh... yeah, yeah. cherry flavor pot <laughs> <laughs> now it's now no one even cares anymore it's gonna be like back then you know they throw you in jail for three years you know well <laughs> you should have smelled it judge <laughs> <laughs> chocolate covered cherry judge, pot the judge is taking it as evidence yeah yeah, yeah. i'm gonna Nothing put this in here, a guys. safe place yeah <laughs> <laughs> i went i went out this like, it, like i'm at alabama and you know everything's illegal i played baseball in california one summer and i'm just like everybody's like hey you know it's like whatever night they would have these live bands chico california right yeah and um I'm out there and like the first time I'm out there, people were passing joints around. I'm like, it's like for some like local, you know, like <laughs> some local band. I don't even remember what music it was playing. And I'm like watching and there's cops everywhere. And like, they don't even, you know, it's like, it didn't even exist. <laughs> like, oh, no, they, don't, they don't care around here. You know, kind of how it is. Everywhere cops are getting involved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's the guy on the horse doing over there? <laughs> No, it's just a different. It was just such a different world, you know. And now I think it's just kind of so acceptable. I mean, we were talking about Willie Nelson, uh, you know, and and Snoop Dogg, and those oh, people yeah. have just championed the whole, you know, I mean, smoking Snoop weed Dogg thing. doing it at the Super Bowl, like <laughs> on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Willie just played in Birmingham and down here too. I didn't, I didn't go see it, but I, I would have really have liked to have seen that. It could have been a fun, a fun act. Um, homecoming was last week, and uh, one homecoming Alabama had Leonard Skinner. One homecoming Bama had uh, Blues Traveler. Uh -huh. Did you ever go to any of that stuff? I'm sure you probably had practice and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. Unfortunately, the the student or, or extracurricular, you know, career wasn't all that eventful outside of like you know Saturday night after a game. Yeah, but. Well, what about when when I see like, you know, like so we, like they'll have, I don't know, Kobe Bryant came and spoke to Alabama football. Mm -hmm. You know, like people come and 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 like talk to the team, like inspirational speakers. Was it like that when you were there? And who were those guys? Yeah, there were some good ones. Uh, we actually had Maurice Claret come and speak to us one time, which was uh, that was pretty wild, just because. You know, his story went from, you know, he's Heisman Trophy. I don't know if he won it or if he was a finalist. I mean, I know Maurice Claret just because, you know, when I grew up, he was the man. Right. Uh, hearing him speak was, uh, man, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. You know, just because I'd watched him my whole life. Um, had the guy, what's his name? Has the 30 for 30 on ESPN, Chris. Uh, Played for the the Celtics, Fresno State. Uh, oh yeah, I think I'm here in a minute. But he had a wild story too. He got, you know, involved. He was like a phenom basketball player. Went to Boston College, Fresno State. Played for the Celtics. Uh, pretty a pretty wild story about some drug habits and and things he got in trouble with and and how he has come back and and you know chris heron yes really chris heron no, okay. he was great have you seen that 30 for 30 uh -uh. no oh matt guy 
that story. I gotta check is wild. some of those out, man. I, I had an experience with Daryl Strawberry. I hosted an event with Daryl Strawberry this summer, and um, it was just I, I was just expecting to go in there and introduce him and tell talk a little baseball and then walk off the stage and introduce people and stuff. And then yeah. he got up there and started speaking, and I was like, man, this has really been impactful. Yeah, like, uh, I yeah. thought about it a lot, and then everybody's like do you know about the 30 for 30? And I'm like, no, I don't know about the 30 for 30. I just thought he was going to talk about some of the home runs he had. I had no idea. I was going to go down this, this, this pot, you know, I told him oh, afterwards. That 30 for 30 is wild. Well, I, I told him afterwards, I'm like, Hey man, um, why are you doing this to me, man? I just came to like talk baseball. <laughs> you, got, you got me thinking now. I mean, like you really got me thinking about a lot of stuff. Those guys, man, that team, that Mets team, if you watch that 30 for 30. Oh, insane. Oh, what they did before, after, you know, during games. Oh, just man. Insane what they yeah. used to do. Did you, I mean, have you ever seen anything like that before? So, like what? Like I mean, the just, Mets teams? Just, like, where you're like, man, this guy's crazy stuff like that you don't even have to say what team because i, I think it happens all the time i mean you? guys are just you know you got you got locker room guys they're wild as hell i mean <laughs> yeah, right. you know it's just right. you know it happens everywhere yeah. it's even it's just under a microscope so you you know I, that's true you know what all you're exactly right like why wouldn't it happen because you know, it's it's going on in the real world, and all the lot all the team is just the real world guys that play football. Oh yeah, or, I mean, you know, yeah. baseball. Adults or are just kids and grown yeah. up bodies. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Or coaches or whatever. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah. It was interesting, man. Great guy too. I, I didn't go in thinking. I just thought, well, I, I heard about this guy getting arrested. Like I remember him getting arrested. Oh, yeah. And I had no idea about anything else. Like, watch the 30 <laughs> for 30. Like, okay. You got to be brave to to tell that kind of story, though. Oh, yeah. Can I you mean, imagine that? Well, you just have to get to a point where you realize that, you know, everything is, uh, you know, we talked about this before, right? Yeah, people, everybody's got something going on, yeah. you know, and if, if you act like everything's perfect, then, you know, you're full of it. Yeah, right. You know? uh, but... <clears throat> That 30 for 30, man. It's insane. Well, you realize how talented certain guys are that just can go on a bender the night before a game and come out and hit two home runs or throw a couple touchdowns or. Yeah. uh, I mean, it's wild what. I mean, some of these guys playing games drunk. Yeah. You know, one guy won a through a perfect game in baseball or a no hitter, maybe. Um, High on LSD. (laughs) <laughs> and they, they did 30 for 30 on that why not right they did well, well who was it percy harvin that said he had never played a game without being high no i don't know did he say that i didn't even know that probably need to fact check yeah, that yeah, i don't yeah, want to yeah. throw that out no, there no, but i mean i want to say that that he smoked weed before every game i thought i heard that on the radio like right two weeks ago well, we'll check right now um but some of those guys i mean you know there's so many nerds and so many guys have, you know, anxiety coming out before a game. Uh, there's no telling what what guys take to cope with all that. Because there, I mean, as you know, shoot, you've been in the sports media world. It's yeah. the pressure that goes in all that. Uh, there's no telling what everybody's dealing with. Yeah, here it is. Percy Harvin says he was high every game he played. Bleacher Report, man, that's crazy. 
That's crazy. I, I, I don't think I could perform even doing this job the same if I was high. It'd be a different broadcast. <laughs> you should try it. I told you I got – I don't know if I've ever said it on here before, but on my other show, uh, I was I was at the Floribama one time doing radio, and um, we did the pregame show from Brick and Spoon down, you know, Orange Beach. Yeah. But this was when I lived in Tuscaloosa. We, we came down. Uh-huh. And then the, I was with – uh, Mike Johnson and 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 Ben George and I think Baron Huber too. I think we all four did the shows together at the time as we used to do the show together. I'm pretty sure it was all four of us. But those guys had like a place to go. And I went to the floor Bama and watched Alabama and Ole Miss. And it was um Jalen Hurts' freshman year. And people were buying me shots and and then on that on that terrible radio station, we had to do a post game <laughs> show. <laughs> after Alabama's post game show went off right <laughs> so so they they kept bringing me these things called bushwhackers with floaters which oh, I didn't yeah. know you know I I had no idea the power it's a dangerous territory oh I got I got so drunk and I, I they took me off the air <laughs> <laughs> my, my, Mike Johnson's dad Randy the big unit would call him he was there like I <laughs> see him Mike's cousin uh Mike's cousin jumped on the air and did finish the show. And um, Ben, my friend Ben, he's he gave me the stink eye the whole time. Like now that most of the stuff I'm on, I own. And then this, you know, these guys own it, but I love these guys. I think they would agree with me that they should have just left me on the air. <laughs> <laughs> like it looks like with all oh, the, the good entertainment. The entertainment value there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Apparently it was like. I was like when oh, you uh, watch what Pat McAfee's got his sunglasses on during the yeah. Super Bowl interviews. Like I've, uh, in, you know, yeah, so indulged like, in a few, uh, that's what you're supposed to be like, <laughs> you know, I, for two weeks, every time the phone rang, I thought they were going to fire me. I was like, oh, this is, you know, <laughs> John McKinnis, who owns the, the, one of the owners called me and he's like, Hey, did your wife leave you? And I'm like, no, no, no. She's sitting right next to me. She's like, I can't really talk. You know? No, I'm, I'm used to this. <laughs> and I go, I go, uh, I'm like, he's like, well, the same thing happened to Kenny Chesney and Ron White, you know, like, like, uh, if I guess if I'm in that category, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, Kenny, you know, and I'm talking to, and she's giving me the, the, the stink eye. <laughs> yeah. That's that place. You got to be dangerous. To, you got to be careful going down there. With that said, the next round is going to be down there for Army Navy, and you and I are already plotting. Like, we'll oh, do yeah. this show like right after. Oh yeah, like you know, be like the the post game show. Be so much fun. Um, so all right, Alabama going into this game a nine point favorite. I know you're really confident about it. I I don't know what to think, man. I I'm just. I'm so I know all the problems. It's like this, like it's the same thing in baseball scouting. People ask you about players and it's like first thing you do is you say everything they can't do. Yeah. Right? It's just like, well, can't do this, can't do this, can't do this. Then it's like, well, you know what the guy does hit for power and he does, you know, and it's like you you you've seen the good stuff, but you also know the stuff that they can't do. And I guess I, I look at this and I go, there's some limitations right now with this Alabama team. We saw we saw pretty much. Well, I don't even want to say we saw both 
in the game against Arkansas because, you know, you said it, and I think you're right. They didn't really didn't play that good of a game. They just made big plays, yeah. uh, explosive plays. But I thought they played really good against Ole Miss. I thought they, they did a lot of good things, and you did too, uh, at Texas A&M. And then, you know, that, that was a trap game against Arkansas. Um, Mississippi State, I thought they played really good football. But you can't afford any of that stuff now because Tennessee's well, got what, a defense that can beat you. We've just played dumbass game after – I mean, just penalties, right. you know, really, really bad mental errors. Uh, you know, hopefully last week, and that's what I'm banking on, is is that last week's kind of the final straw. And, hey, I mean, we got to It's time to turn it, it around. And, and to me, Jalen seems like he is – the leader of that team, he's he's got the reins finally, and uh, again he made the plays last week to win the game. He made made all the plays he needed to make. Uh, I think this is the week we really start putting it together. Um, and 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 what really makes me think that is honestly that line. Uh, and I I've watched games since I've graduated college, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Vegas is right. It's it's ridiculous how just how they they pick lines and because to me if if you're really honest, like, where would you think the line should be? Uh, probably. I would say three and a half. Alabama minus three and a half. Yeah, is probably what I'd three say. and a half. Yeah. I mean, minus nine makes no sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think we come out play play the best game we've played all year, most complete game all year, and uh, and and again, we've got the pieces, the guys we've got more than enough potential to beat them by nine right. points. And, and and I think that is based on, you know, us playing up to our full potential. And, and I think this is the week we do it. Guys, I want to remind you too to uh, make your bets count. My bookie, mybookie.ag, uh, the uh, promo code next round, up to 110% uh, match on your first bet. You got to, this is the time of year to do it. And, and you, you couple that with Lance's lock, who he just continues to knock him down in the NFL and college. He's even doing well in baseball. Lance'slock.com. So you, you kind of you use one to help you with the other. But it's that time of year. This is what you wait all year long for. Lance is going to help you make some money off of my bookie. But uh, check them both out. They bring you elephant in the room each week. And um uh, I, I just know from doing a show with Lance in the past uh, that the guy's so in tune with Vegas, with what's going on out there. I mean, he's like an encyclopedia of all these games. Sounds like he's been doing it since he's about fifteen. So yeah, he has. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, I think he was my bookie back in college. <laughs> so, I, so I heard. I don't know if that's true. Um, I, I, I think I, honestly, I love their show. I, mean, I do watch it or listen to it pretty every ch- chance I get. Those guys make me laugh so hard. Lance is just such a just so good at like picking the games, you know. No, oh, yeah, he's a character too. He is. Uh, by the way, I went three and one last week. Who'd you have? To just just remember that I had Tennessee. I had uh, um, what was it? Uh, Washington, and I had. Uh, what was the other one? The game I lost on was Alabama. So what was the other game? Uh, what was the other big game last week? Did you take LSU or Auburn? No, we didn't bet that one. 
Here, I'll look it up. Notre Dame. Notre Dame, yeah. yeah. And I, I and I was really confident about that Notre Dame pick. You were too, though, weren't that you? That was my pick of the week. That was your last pick of the week. week. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I just felt like they had to win. You oh, know, yeah. like like and I, USC. I mean, that line. You know, USC is not. Yeah. Defensively, they're not not that great. Okay, but I if they qu- played again this week, uh, I've got a question for you. Okay. So this parlays into my next question: USC, Utah. The line is USC minus seven. six oh. or seven. I had it at seven. I'm taking USC. I'm gonna tell so? you why. Utah never wins there. You look at their record in in Los Angeles; it's awful. But does that make you want to take Utah? Because here, no, no. Here, here's why: because they got their ass absolutely handed to them, and they're a pretty good football team. You know how those weeks go. Oh yeah, everybody's listening to everything being said. See, that's what I that's what I fear. I fear the public <laughs> is going to say that. That's yeah. what I fear. Right, right. So because you're going you you go the opposite of that. Utah's a, a solid football team. But I don't know, man. To like, me, it takes a lot of balls to take Utah minus or plus six. Yeah. Well, you, you know? got it six. I I played him at seven, so that's one less. I mean, that's one more point. But I just think USC is going. I haven't decided yet, so I, that's one I'm holding off on. Their defense is so bad. I mean, look I'll at all the points they gave up the Colorado. Most, the one that I mind the most. Why don't you just take a guess at which one that is? Uh, the, have the, you been looking at the lines at all? Yeah, yeah, this yeah, yeah. Which which game? The, which one? SEC game. You're which, you're talking about Ole Miss and Auburn. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and I and I tell Did you, you think what, of I took, me? Did you think of me the I, first I, time? I, you bet, I the bet this one today. I took which side? I took Auburn. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because I'm taking a home dog. <laughs> you take a home dog. Okay. okay. Six and a half. I got six and a half. But that line. If Ole, Ole Miss's best seasons, though, they could have their best team. They go to Auburn and they win by three, and they're walking out of there like they're like this, you know? Like <laughs> yeah. they don't blow anybody. Out. And what do you think that line? That line should be over ten to me, in my opinion. I mean, that's what I would think. Ole Miss, I would think, would be my fourteen but, points. But they're, but they're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. You got the Georgia game. Where where um, they hung in against Georgia, they could have beat Georgia, right? They they blew it at the end of the game. They just got their asses handed to them by LSU. Yep. Right. Their coach is like, yeah, you know what? We got beaten every facet of the of the game. There's this there's this other thing. I don't know what they did, like what God they sacrificed a you know a live chicken to impress but they've got that Auburn Jesus down there they, there's always weird stuff happens on that football field I just don't I think if Ole Miss wins and I think Ole Miss probably will win I just don't think it's going to be by seven yeah I think they kick a field goal to win yeah right or they they have a big lead and Auburn yeah. gets back in it or whatever but to me it's like it's like a three to five point game. Yeah, and and if anybody will f this up, it's Lane Kiffin, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be him. Yeah, did you see he uh, tweeted that? Who somebody said if he loses to Auburn, they should fire him. <laughs> he retweeted that, that he, article. <laughs> he, oh man, like he ain't right. No, no, the uh, I still love the Taylor Swift tweets. I mean, uh, it, guys, just. So, so that one, we did that one. And then uh, Penn State and Ohio State, I'll throw this one out at you. It's a four-and-a-half-point spread yeah, for the what... Buckeyes. And I know you're worried about what I'm taking because, you you know, but I'm about to hit my stride. Like, I'm turning the corner like you here. Too. That's what, but I hadn't yeah. been able to watch football until, like, two weeks ago because of baseball. Yeah. Really watch it like I do I now. Say, I felt like you were Mick Public 
<laughs> that's my new twitter handle <laughs> or x. Go x or whatever they want to call it week one through three i was like oh man need to fade my guy oh, man. It's, it, i'm still in a in a deep hole but it's but i'm but that three and one last week did help a lot no I, well okay well i need well, a four and a week so all right, so you're taking USC, taking you're USC, taking Auburn, taking Auburn. So now Ohio State, Penn State. You're okay, so yeah, I, I was waiting on you to. Okay, what do you think there? You want me to tell you? Or yeah. You, okay. And you know what Penn State's record is? Oh, I know. Look, in Columbus, and I'm going to tell you right now. I love James Franklin. I wanted him to be Maryland's coach when he was the coach in waiting of of Ralph Friedgen. I think that he he's the only guy that will ever be successful at Vanderbilt unless they absolutely change everything there. Yeah. Right? A few more Jay yeah. I think I just lost you over here. Try to no tighten your um there you go. Anyway, yeah, you're good now. Um I say um Ohio State all day, man. Four and a half. I'm taking them. They're going to club them. Look, as much as I want Penn State to win, they never win this game. They never win any of these games. See, this is one I'm uh, – uh, Never. I'm nervous about taking this one. They'll uh, win by seven or ten. Like, it'll be close for a while, but they the, – the, the time they won in 2016, and, and it was like Penn State had everything go their way, and they still barely won. Like, it wasn't yeah. like they killed anybody. If they win Penn though, State. it's a turn. If they win though, it is kind of a big. It would be such a big win because we're expecting Ohio State, Michigan, at the end of the season, right? Maybe yeah. twice. Penn State's always, at least in the modern era. I mean, I know back when uh, Joe Paterno was was the man, they were the real deal. But ever since I can remember, and as far as college football goes, they've always been a pretender, and makes me. Not want to bet on them, but like you know, they have the talent to win this game. But do they have the mental ability to win it? Well, I mean, it makes me think they're due. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, know? you take them. <laughs> <laughs> There's a hundred thousand people in that stadium. That Ohio State went to Notre Dame and won. You know, are they the best team in the country? No, but they're good and and they're they're tough to beat, man. They they are just tough no, they to are. beat. Again, it's one of those where I still hadn't decided. I'm on the fence on. I think that's a really good line. Yeah. If I you know was picking based on what I've seen, yeah, Ohio State, but I don't know, man. Penn State been a while since they've won there. When I was a it's kid, that time my we used to go have to go to work with our mom on Saturday. She worked for MCI in Baltimore, and I would listen to the every Penn State football game. Really? Joe Paul was the coach. Yeah, it was the only – I mean, I, or Maryland. I would listen to whoever was on because it, I'd be in like a boardroom somewhere. You know, she'd Did be you like, see the goal line stand, Alabama-Penn State? Uh, no, that was before me. This would have been like in I'll, the 80s, but before – One of my best friends in high school, you said that, Daniel Moore. Oh, yeah. Goal line stand. Yeah. I think I just lost you again. Plug that, push that back part in. Yeah, I'm going to stop there messing with this. Yeah. You good? Yeah, that's one of the greatest games ever, man. Joe yeah. Pa. They, we were like Penn State, Alabama to Penn State was what Notre Dame to Alabama was. Like, you just couldn't beat them. Yeah. You know, and 
Uh, Freaking Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know what? Then Manti Teo, and I got the picture right here to prove it, with Eddie Lacy. (laughs) Standing on the sideline, cutting up with with Vince Vaughn and – wondering like we're not going to beat these guys and then we just trucked them (laughs) uh all right final thoughts on this alabama and uh and tennessee game man again i think uh i think this is the game we show up well hang on i want to hear your final thoughts first because we didn't really talk i know we kind of talked about the line but you're taking alabama this weekend oh yeah i didn't really get into this like man i i took uh I took Alabama, but reluctantly. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't bet this one. You know, I had to pick it on my show, but I, I'm so uncomfortable with what this Alabama team is. Like, I, I just, I don't. What's so weird is that you, you cover a team like this, and I can tell you a ton about Alabama. Um, a lot. You know, like I, I know the this team up and down, but I, I. I watch them play like shit and they win. No, oh, yeah. You know, like I, I watch it, the the quarterback like deer in the headlights and he gets sacked five times. But then like all of a sudden he rips off a beautiful deep ball where I'm like, how did this just happen? Like well, it's the complete opposite spectrums of teams right here. Yeah, it's You've got so the, crazy. The team in Tennessee who's consistent on just kind of moving the ball down the field. Yeah. They don't make the big plays that they need to make to win you know, to win those big games. And then you've got Alabama who makes the big plays to win, but they don't have those 12 play drives, you know, to just hold the ball yeah, and, and maintain that's what worries possession. Me. Do they, if it, something's going to happen here, Jake, either they're going to figure out how to like really get good and do the 12 play drives or somebody's going to take the deep ball away from them. That's my bet. This is this weekend we're going to figure it out. I hope you're right. We're going to figure it out. We're both taking them for different reasons. I'm yeah. taking them because I, I'm really taking them because I'm not impressed with Joe Milton. I think that I, I believe Chris Lowe. I think he's right. I, I think that um, that that Tennessee's running back um, is is the best running back <laughs> on the field. Jalen Wright. I believe that. Now, when Alabama starts playing Jam Miller. When Alabama starts playing, uh, play pretty good against Arkansas. Right? Too. Why isn't he in there more? I, the guy that played in the NFL, I don't want to call him out, but an Alabama guy, and he's like, I can't stand watching McClellan run. He doesn't wait for his blocks. He doesn't break tackles, and and that's his assessment. I don't know football like you guys know. I just know the stuff I know, but I don't I, I don't know how to like break film down. And and this guy coaching stuff, he knows it way better than me. But I, and I'm like, what about Jam Miller? I mean, the guy came in and he was like lightning, you know. What about yeah. Justice Haynes? Like, I mean, like, there's just something you can tell when he t- when he totes the rock that this guy's got something. And I'm not taking. I don't want Chase not to play, but when they started mixing up the backs is when they had their most success last week. Yeah. Oh no, that's right. That's right. I mean, it's one of those deals, you know. I I have a hard. I, I love. I, I understand where they're coming from. I understand. I mean, those guys are working their ass off, so it's hard for me to say anything negative about them. But I mean, I definitely see a lot of that stuff. And again, like I say, we're we're a young team. We're trying to figure it out. But man, he's Jam not running Miller, us. Jam Miller last weekend looked so good. Oh, lightning! He was like a physical, yeah, yeah, fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, knows when to hit the hole. Yeah. Um, 
and look, uh, Jace McClellan, he, at some points in the game, man, he's, he's carrying people. He's doing what he needs to do. And he's, he's winning ball games and, and he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Well, that's what I like about him the most. You know, I mean, uh, when you, when, you know, you, you take one guy out, you lose a little bit of something. And when you put another guy in, right. you know, you gain a little bit here. It, it's, it's all situational and we got to figure out the best times for each guy to be in there. Wright's not going to go. He's not going to go wild on Alabama. No, I'm sorry. He's just not, not in Tuscaloosa. Not he's not running. I don't think he's going to run for over 100 yards. Uh, I don't. I think that Alabama's going to take the run away. I think he runs for about 85 with two big runs. Yeah, he'll have a he'll he'll have something, but I I think two 15 20 yard runs. The, they'll he'll he'll bust out a little bit because he's good, but um, but they're going to need that. They're yeah. going to absolutely have to need that. If Alabama if Alabama starts quick. I think they could pour it on just like Florida did and put Tennessee in a spot where they're just like a turtle on well, their back. That's I was about to say. First down, they have got to make sure that Tennessee consistently stays behind the sticks because when you make Joe Milton throw, we're going to be okay. That's it. That's why, that's why I'm taking Alabama and giving up the nine. And the other thing, too, is you played for Nick Saban. I've been around it since he got there. When when he gets everyone's attention, is when Alabama's their most dangerous. I mean, think about oh, it. Yeah. You know, you get, you get the the Iron Bowl that they shouldn't have won, and then they they end up winning in four overtimes, and then they just absolutely plant it, Georgia. I think that's the oh, last yeah. time Georgia lost until we beat them this year. Yep, yep. We'll beat them this year. I, I'll bet you right now we'll beat them if we play them. This oh, year. if we yeah, if we, we make if it, we can get if it, we make it. They got lucky that we didn't get them last year. Yep, gonna be like we're a, their kryptonite. Gonna be like a fly on they a gnat's ass. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna be a gnat on a fly's ass. <laughs> I love Coach Saban. Really love him. Uh, I hope he never retires. Uh, yeah, me too. All right, so Monday, if Alabama wins, I'll bring some cigars and we'll smoke this room. Monday, up. yeah, we, we after we beat Tennessee, we'll get Ryan in here and smoke a cigar. I'll bring one for him. We'll 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 smoke this place up. I like the smell of cigar smoke. Do you? Uh, you can handle it. I, I love the smell until the next morning. Yeah, the, the and taste then in taste. your mouth, you uh, know, like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, like. Takes about two it'll be, days to get It'll rid be of. worth it, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the once a year cigar, I, I'll handle it. Yeah, right. That was Chris Stewart's line. I smoke a cigar once a year. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thanks for hanging out. Well, this uh, he's Jake Coker. I'm Mick Gillespie. Make sure that you're part of what we're doing at Disrupt the Media and Roll Tide Pods. We really appreciate you guys uh, hanging out with us on Elephant in the Room. And uh, like and subscribe, share, man. Tell your friends about it. This Our podcast is definitely not all about football yeah i like to mix it up a little we, bit we, we mix it up <laughs> i don't know i don't know if we're gonna get a call one day and they're gonna be like hey would you guys talk more football <laughs> we're we're over here having a good time and uh we appreciate you and thanks for hanging out with us and don't forget we're brought to you by my bookie if you're out there um and feeling confident about your picks we gave you ours this week mybookie.ag you can go on there. There's a price match if it's your first time for 110% of your deposit uh, or up to 110% of your deposit. And uh, don't forget to get help with those picks. Check out Lance's Lock, lanceslock.com. That's Lance Taylor and uh, and his locks each week, which um, he is uh, doing way better than I am right now. 
with his picks. If I just would have <laughs> took the opposite, I'd be 15 and seven. LT's LT's killing it though. Yeah, you got to take the opposite of what you think week one through four, and then you start trusting yourself after that. That's right. All right, guys, we'll talk to you again uh, early next week. Roll Tide.